Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and wow, 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 am I excited. I have two unbelievably special guests on with me today. I want to welcome my friends, Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen, his beautiful wife. Did I get all that right? You got all that right. That was a that was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I think that was what was making me more nervous than anything is nailing your names Great properly. Names. <laughs> so listen, I want to thank you guys for taking the time. I know you got up extra early out there in Arizona to be on here today. So very, very <laughs> grateful. You're worth it, Ken. so um i created this show to help people have a breakthrough in life as you guys know you've written many books both of you and created courses and all kinds of fun stuff to help people have a breakthrough in life literally that's this this is your show (laughs) so um let's start out if you don't mind just quickly kind of tell everybody where you were both born and raised Ladies first. Okay, I was born in Idaho Falls, Idaho, um, in the in the Northwest, Intermountain West. So yeah, I grew up in a small town of you know forty thousand people, family of nine children. Wow. So um, yeah, it was a a wonderful way, a wonderful socialization. You kind of learn everything when you're from a big family like that. You really learn how to get by, how to create alliances, um, so many things. I I I wouldn't trade it for anything. It, it was really an amazing way to grow up. So you're, and I you're just a small town girl. Just a small town girl. Love it. I grew up in an industrial town, not terribly far from you, Waukegan, Illinois. My daddy and, and mommy were Danish immigrants, and daddy had a little Danish bakery. Who he, he hoped any one of my uh, three brothers or I, the four of us, would take over. And I didn't know what a white glove guy was, but I wanted to grow up and be one, and I think I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Waukegan is where the Naval Academy is. That's right. It's it's Great Lakes. As a matter of fact, my dad made bread for uh, the Navy base, and when I was sixteen and uh, you know a rock star, so to speak, I owned a little group called the Messengers. We played at uh, Great Lakes Navy Base on a lot of nights. Wow! Night. Yeah, it was just amazing. My 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 younger brother graduated from there, and my his son, my nephew, just recently graduated from Great Lakes. So yeah, no, it's, wow, it's, congratulations. it's it's Crystal and I were just out there at a funeral, and and I drove her by it, and it's if you've never been there, it's almost endless. It goes for miles and miles. I mean, it's it's all good military bases. <laughs> yeah, it's massive. Yeah. So so both of you um, got into being authors and um, exceptional authors, I might add, Um, in case there is anyone watching this or listening that might be from another planet um, (laughs) and they haven't heard of Chicken Soup for the Soul, um, you are the co-creator, Mark, of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Um, I'd like to hear just a little bit about that. Where in the world did that idea come from? How did that go down? Well, uh, Jack and I created it. I was doing all these little stories that, you know, touch your heart and soul. And we thought, wow, you know, we came up with a great title, Chicken Soup, because chicken soup is what grandma or mom gave you if you're sick to get well. And we thought uh, back in the 90s that uh, the nation was hurting and painful after the crash of 74. So we thought, wow, this would be cool. We didn't realize it was for the whole world. And now we sold a half billion books and they're still rocking and there's going to be movies coming out. And a lot of, and you know, we did a major TV show. And so we've had an exhilarating ride having sold that many books and a billion dollars worth of licensed products. Um, it has been wonderful. And now what we're doing with, we've created a whole new book. Uh, this is the first reader's copy that no one's ever seen before, but this is it. And you're going to show a copy of it anyhow. That yeah. Crystal and I've written, and we think it's going to transcend and, and uh, go break walls beyond what we've done already. There's a copy of it. There, there, there's the front cover of it right there. Well, ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny, because we think everybody is intrinsically born with a destiny that's great. And what we've found as we travel around is that most people aren't asking enough. And I'll let Crystal talk to that if she wants to. And I, I, I before that, I would like to ask everybody watching right now to please share this video out there's going to be unbelievable value delivered today. So share this out. Do not be stingy. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. that's yes. great. We love to share. Yes. So yeah, go. So so talk a little bit about that, Crystal, if you would. So you know, people ask us why did we write a book called Ask, and um, isn't it something people do naturally? And it's something we are all naturally born with, but it kind of gets uh, knocked out of us in a way. You know, children are great askers. They're never afraid to ask because they, they just haven't had enough of those experiences in life where they're shut down um, or dismissed. And so over time, we stop asking as adults and uh, we, we don't want to impose on anyone. There are a number of reasons that we stop asking. Um, in fact, we talk about the seven roadblocks to asking in the book and really drill down on those because it's so important to overcome those because asking, we say it's, it's the universal language um, to which you can have a solution, illumination, an answer delivered. And it's really the only way to have that happen. And it seems like such a simple concept, but it, but people really don't do it enough. In our, we, we did uh, 26 interviews for this book. We, we interviewed the master askers. We did a lot of research on the book. Um, and the truth of it is people don't ask enough. They think they're gonna, they, they will be perceived as being stupid or, or something like that. And actually the research shows that it's just the opposite. Um, people who ask more questions are actually more likable. He, Harvard's done a couple of studies on this. Yeah. So it's exciting. And even in um, dating situations where, you know, if you're the, the type of person who asks more questions and more deep and probing questions, um, you are, you will be more likely to get a second date and have a, a more, uh, a, a better assessment of the date, essentially. This is absolutely one of my favorite topics. I, I yeah. love this because I truly believe you're correct that that people don't ask enough questions. Well, we, we did, here's what we've discovered. <clears throat> we found people that are likable, brilliant, talented, educated, professional, but they ask, and as a result, they don't grow enough and they don't, fulfill their destiny. And, and so we say, look, there are three ways to ask. You ask yourself, you ask others, and you ask God. There's, you know, it's pretty much limited to that. And then just one quick example of that is we have a great friend now uh, named Jim Stovall. And <clears throat> Stovall at 19 years old is, is being recruited into it, being an NFL superstar. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. They hire him, so to speak. They He takes physical and they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry to tell you this, but you're going to be blind and permanently blind in six months. And it just devastates him. Now he's sort of self-incarcerated in a little nine by 12 room. And he's got three things in a phone with him. He's got a radio. He's got a telephone and a television. Now, he used to love to watch thrillers on TV, but now he can't see when somebody throws a right hook. Yeah. But his parents said, look, you're really despondent, disconsolate, depressed. Why don't you go to a blind meeting and see if they can't cheer you up? Well, he goes to a blind meeting and it's more people arguing about and, and hating being blind because they feel limited and incarcerated. So he sits next to this woman who's also blind and she's a legal secretary. And he says, boy, somebody ought to do something about that. Well, she nudges him in the elbow and says, well, we're somebody and we're going to do something about right. that was the pivotal experience mm -hmm. in Jim's life because what he did is he said, wow, what if there was a thing called narrative TV and they created narrative TV and uh. now, those of us that are cited don't use it, but 14 million Americans pay $10 a month to have narrative TV and you never heard of it. And then wow. all of a sudden, you remember the great name, Charlie Tremendous Jones writes me a letter and said, you got to read this book. Well, he wrote a book called The Ultimate Gift. I read it and I said, this has got to be a movie. Yeah. And he made a, a movie that was a super hit, made $100 million. He had everybody famous in it, like James Garner and Raquel, Ward, uh, Raquel Welsh and on and on. And uh, he says, now I write books that I can't read and I make yeah. movies that I can't watch. And what we're saying is that everybody's yeah. going to have obstacles and your job is to overcome it by asking the right questions. So you go over, under, around, or through to get to the other side to the answer. Yeah, that one question for him was just so pivotal because he was really just complaining at the meeting. And so she just looked at him and said, well, why aren't you and I the ones to change this? And so it was just a life changing. And, and that's wow. the thing about questions. They can really completely pivot your life. And it's funny because when we're stuck, we our tendency is to just stop asking. You know, we just get stuck in our fear and we sit there and we shake and we worry. And 
Asking is literally a road, a pathway out of that. That's why we call it like the bridge because it becomes a bridge from your dreams and hopes to your virtual, literally your destiny. So it is so amazing. So, so, but I have a real life situation here. Let me ask you guys this. So I'm sitting here. (laughs) I, I can't wait to hear this answer. So I think that you're 1000% correct, but the, the, you know, I'm interviewing you and I still have this fear of OMG. What if I ask them the wrong questions or I ask a dumb question, right? Cause we're programmed as kids to, to, you know, don't ask questions or you're, you're asking too many questions and all of that. So how do you get somebody to break free from that fear because i think it's a fear that stops people from asking questions because they may be looked at as stupid questions it is a fear and i think the important thing is to really break it down we kind of, we do this more deeply in the book and it takes a little work and and yeah. that's why we wrote about it. it's like why write a whole book on us but there is it's so worthy of a book because yeah. you need to you need to dig deep, deep. and that's why so the three channels through which we say to ask are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. Mark was yeah. mentioning that. Yeah. And the first place you always start is those questions to yourself. You know, why? I would say to you, Ken, why, why, why do you have that fear? What, what inside of you, what experience did you have that makes you feel inconfident or concerned about that? Right. And, and that journey... In, inside ourselves, that deeper journey, which is what my work is all about as a life, uh, transformational life coach and, and clinical hypnotherapist. I'm all about the, the inner work. And that's why those self, the self-questioning, the questions of asking yourself are so critical in every part of your life. When you are stuck, if you, and we, we have several types of questions, self-intervention questions, holding up the mirror questions, all those things we go through in the book. Because wow. if you just start asking those questions start it, it, it's like you're taking one step and another step and another step and you're moving down that pathway toward your destiny toward what it is you really want um and, and it's such a it, it's so wonderful to know that you have this tool it's already inside of you it's just kind of lying dormant but if you learn to use it everything changes like literally everything in your life will change if you can start to deploy this amazing tool. And let me just add to that and say, when I trained in life insurance business and real estate business and financial, I always said, if you don't believe you got permission to ask, all you got to do is believe that I believe you got permission and you got permission. <laughs> and we'd say, instead of asking for a $100,000 life insurance policy, ask them to buy a million because I've already got a mink. And, and what happens is somebody just came on right now and said they'd like to have us on their podcast and we'd love to do that because what we're doing right now is our publisher came to us and and gave we were ready not to do any of these until the book came out on april 28th because this is live <laughs> we can talk about that and then suddenly the publisher said no 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 you got to sell twenty thousand copies before april 28th to even get in the listing at amazon which controls 80 percent of the book market today right which i'm the only guy who ever melted on amazon so i, I you know i thought well i could do this again so yeah. We asked you, and now we've got this guy asking us, because once you, the law of attraction is birds of a feather flock together, and once you put it out, it comes back. It's sort of like the Doppler effect. Yeah. And and we think asking is, what if we got 100% of people asking to fulfill their destiny? Yeah. Well, then then the world could work. I, I'm absolutely um, I, I in total agreement. And I loved your answer to that question. So it, it is... I think it does go back to something that 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 happened maybe in someone's life right. or exactly. or that that causes them to fear asking for I, I mean I've trained and I've trained salespeople and and I'm like dude you're not asking for the sale like they're not just going to say hey can I please buy from you you have to ask Right exactly and people are so afraid of that and it, it comes back to that inner stuff Um, you know, I, what I say is when I work with people, it's, I do mind excavation and because you really need to dig. If you want to move forward in your life, you cannot, we're we're all kind of glazing over this stuff. That's like lying, you know, existing underneath the surface of the subconscious mind. And 
to move forward, we have to do, I do excavation projects. We do mind excavation and start to pull that out and kind of look at it in the light of day and say, I, I have this great story where I was building a new house. I used to be do a lot of real estate. And, and um, so I was building one of my big house projects and the, we couldn't dig this foundation um, because my, my builder called me and he's like, we, we, we've got something really hard in the ground. We're gonna have to stop the foundation. I was like, oh no. He goes, we're going to have to do a hard dig. And I was like, what's that? He goes, well, we got to get the, the big diggers. We got to dig deeper. And I go, oh shoot. I want to I just want to build this beautiful house. Can we just right. skip over that part? And he's like, no, we're not going to skip over that part. <laughs> so I run over there when my daughters were little and we, and they're like, we're going to dig too, mommy. So they had their little pails and shovels. Yeah. And by the time we get there, there's this growing pile of stuff. And then we, so my girls and I got over and looked at inside this mound and we start seeing all this really cool stuff they had um there was a famous historical house that was on this property and when they cleared the lots and did a golf course over the top of it many years before decades before they just buried everything oh. well now then they so changed it you sold the closed the golf course and sold these lots out so we're digging out this history and you know some of it was really beautiful we actually found these beautiful european tiles that were really thick and expensively made so we we started gathering those and saving them and we washed them off we actually integrated them into the house design but then there were other things that were cracked and broken and like an entire palette of this green glazed italian uh roof tile we had to throw that away and so it's the same thing when we do an inner excavation you know yeah. we want to bring everything out in the light of day examine it and say what are the beautiful treasures i want to keep that's the wisdom you know that's my wisdom going forward What's the stuff I need to get rid of? You know, the old, negative, dirty, yucky emotions that are holding me back from my greatest potential, right? And so it, it's just such a beautiful thing. And we do that by asking and going deep and digging. It's, it's just really, really cool. That, and, and so in the new book, Ask, let me throw it back up on the screen here. The bridge from your dreams to your destiny. In in this book, you guys cover this stuff, the digging in and uncovering what's holding you back. And yeah, and we also oh gosh, one of the our favorite parts, Mark and I love this, and are the stories. So we, you know, when you tell stories, he's the story guy and he's the greatest example of this. But you know, we learn through each other's stories, right? Yep. It's like when you hear a story, you're experiencing those things a little bit as if you might have experienced. So it's a fast way of learning. So we did, we got all these master askers and we go way back, like into their childhood, not just, you know, this like, oh, you're a billionaire. How, you know, how'd you, well, it's like, how did that, how did that journey start when you were little? You know, this started, this starts when you're young and, and, or it starts along the way somewhere where you were mentored by someone and, and learn to ask. And so, those stories are fascinating. What to do, how to ask, and what not to do in asking, like Rita. Do you want to tell Rita's? Well, I was, Rita's I was thinking I was going to tell Peter Goober because oh, here Peter yeah. Goober is a giant titan mogul superstar and our dear friend, actually, uh, fortuitously. And and when he's a little kid, he's shoveling snow, and, and uh, suddenly all the neighbors want him to do it. He's a poor kid. And so he hires all the other kids to do it. He calls that enterprise value. Yeah. Well, he gets to college, and, and he's got to learn to ask, and he says – Look, all these kids are rich here except me. I got to ask myself, how do I get to be rich too and have money? Well, what is it that they need that no one's supplying? And he said they hate to go get their laundry done. They hate to get their dry clean. Yeah. So he went, he got a dry cleaner to take it and get 50 off. He got a dry and then give him 20 of it. Yeah. Uh, laundry to do it. He got 17 kids to go to all the colleges and started to make a fortune while he was in college. Well, that went well. And then he kept asking. That's a critical thing. He said, well, what do you want to do? And every one of them, because there was a rich school in New York City, Columbia, they said, well, this is 1962, so this isn't yesterday. He says, what do you guys and ladies want to do? He said, well, we all want to go to Europe during the summer. So he goes to 12 different travel companies. Now, he created, in his mind, Priceline before it came. He got so many coupons that he, at 21 years old, he marries the woman he's still married to, who's our dear friend. Her real name's Linda, but she goes by Tara. Anyhow, he takes her on a honeymoon literally around the world for free as they graduate before he goes on to law school and, and goes on to end wow. up being chairman of Sony, 
uh, make 50 Academy Award movies that you and I know, like Rocky and Batman and, and uh, Rain Man and on and on. And then, and then we're sitting with him at dinner once. And I asked Peter recently, I said, this is like five years ago now. I said, well, what have you done lately? He said, well, today I uh, bought a little sports team. I said, really? And then uh, my dream was someday I, I asked myself, how am I going to grow up and be a millionaire? I thought, if you ever had a million, you were home. I bought a little sports team. I said, really? What's the name? He said, Golden State Warriors. I said, wait, and how much did that cost? He said, I wrote a check for $170 million. Well, today it's worth $3.8 billion. I mean, the guy is, he is a magnet for asking exactly the laser beam right question. And he came out of nowhere with nothing, with dirt poor parents, and, and just wow. decided, hey, I'm going to ask myself, how do I become wealthy? How do I create a massive value add for everybody everywhere? And then I get the people to do the work, what he calls enterprise value. How do I create enterprise value? I love that story. So a question for you guys, both of you. Did, did, you, did you grow up? In what you would call wealthy families or, or. So I grew up, my dad was a very successful attorney. Okay. So, um, you know, like thinking and asking questions was really fostered in our, in our home. I mean, but yeah. we weren't really spoiled. I mean, it's hard to be spoiled when we're, you're one of nine children. My parents were both raised on, you know, my, my dad was raised on a big farm. So they both had this really pioneering spirit, like. Yeah. You need to work hard. You don't, I had to go weed gardens and do all this other stuff before I got to go hop on my bike and go with my friends. But, but you learn so much from that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. it was a very, I had to change diapers and fix food for my younger siblings. Wow. No one, there were no prima donnas in our, his, as much as my dad was successful in his own right. And we lived in a small town. It was, it was a nice, nice way to grow up we had a ton of responsibility, like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. and then Mark, I'll let you speak for your childhood. Starting yourself. at nine years old, <laughs> I had to uh, fund all my own clothes and, and figure out how to work. So wow. I um, desperately wanted a bicycle, kept asking my dad saying, dad, 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 please, please, please let me a bike. And he said, well, you're 21. You'll be independent. You can do it that. <laughs> so I got him down to 16. And and the bike was, and it, you know, was the first there were in 1957. There are no hand up, low handlebar racing bicycles in America, and I had a visualizing picture on the wall that said, "Ride a wheel on Sheffield steel," and today's dollars would be like four thousand seven hundred dollars for that kind of bike. And he was wow. convinced I couldn't earn it. But I'm reading, I, I'm reading Boy Scout life. I'm shoveling neighbors' lawns and washing windows and all that. But that's not making enough. So Boy Scout life said. You know, you can sell greeting cards on consignment. So I asked myself, what's consignment mean? So I went back to my dictionary, <laughs> looked up consignment. It says it means you get it free and you got to pay for it later. I said, right. wow, I can afford that. So my mother was a great saleswoman. She said, look, you got to smile real big at every one of our neighbors. Just knock the door on Saturday morning and, right. and go around the neighborhood. Well, she thought I would do it a little bit. But now I teach in sales and marketing, do total market penetration. And I asked everybody to buy. I went up to our little neighbors and I said, I'm earning my own bicycle. Would you like to invest in one box Christmas cards or two? Well, all the sweet little Danish <laughs> ladies, we lived in little Denmark, Waukegan, um, all bought. But then I went to bigger and bigger things because once I felt successful, that's what asking is about. Your earlier question about asking is that once yeah. you really learn, you're, you start metaphorically having mental biceps and triceps, feeling your yeah. strength and then bigger vitality and confidence, it blooms, right? So you yeah. can have a little success, you can have bigger and bigger successes. But I literally sold three, I sold the most greeting cards ever and Gibson greeting. And then 30 years later, they come back to me and say, you know, chicken soup's working and I understand you do the licensing. We want to do it. And would you write them? And I actually wrote them and we sold uh, 897,000 box of Christmas cards through grocery stores. Jeez. Later, All so it, it just later. shows everything yeah. is a cycle, Isn't that and, and crazy? you know, oh my gosh, I didn't know I'd ever do that. And, and then, you know, Jackson, can I at least look at the cards you're writing and putting my name <laughs> on? Hey, you can even edit them if you want, but you can't change them much because I'm writing them really fast and they're due now. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, oh boy, so, deadlines. So, you guys decided along, you know. <clears throat> when I wrote my book, there was kind of this catalyst, this, this moment in life that I'm like, I got to write a book. And I was 48. So I started later in life. So, um, but you guys decided to write this book and, and I know you both have written other, 
obviously other books, <laughs> many other books. Um, but what was it about, I mean, you were sitting on the veranda having a glass of wine and just- That's a good uh, question. It is a good so question. You know, we, we started to notice, Ken, this thing that Mark sort of referred to a little bit earlier that, okay, so we get to meet so many cool people, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, most of them are smart, talented, likable. They, they want good things in their life. They want great things. They have big dreams. And there are sort of like two groups of people, the ones who are getting, getting what they want and the ones who, in spite of having kind of the same qualities, are not getting that same success or achievement. So we're like, what is it? You know, and we kept started yeah. noticing this again and again. And the ones who get what they want are the ones who have been mentored or know how just to be the boldest askers. Yeah. And so then we started like just sharing stories about that. Like, see, they ask, they know how to ask. And just like the Peter Goober thing, I mean, he wasn't afraid to ask and just keep asking like, what is it that you want? What can I provide for you? What, you know, they're, they're fearless askers. And like Mark said, the more you ask, the bolder you become, the more you practice this. So we said, we have to write this. And then the cutest thing happened. We were in Hawaii when we kind of were making that decision. And our little grandson had just gotten a gizmo watch um, that is for his own protection. He's six years old. He thought it was so cool because you can call on it, but it's only like <laughs> six people that he could call his grandson. Yeah his parents, you know, an emergency. So, Aunties, so Mark gets yeah. this call and it's like, Everett's gizmo watch. <laughs> so we had to tell him that's, it's just so cute. Wow. So I obviously answered the cell phone. I said, hello. He said, Grampy. I said, yes. He said, are you still writing books? I said, yes. He said, like the chicken soup for the soul book. I said, yes. Uh. Said, you know, I'm six years old. I said, yes. I said, I get goosebumps telling you this. I said, so cute. can I write a book with you? And they go, oh. uh, yes. So sincere. And so, so we decided serious. to put his story in first because oh my God. He innocence. He's never, he's not shut down at all. This kid is actually our little wow. grandson is a prodigy. And, and I know it's every so grandparent says my kid's the smartest <laughs> and the best. The best grandkids, yeah, right? but this, this kid is good looking, smart, athletic. Yeah, our kids. And 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 He's got talents that just exude out of him. But he said, I want to read all your books. And I said, oh, boy, that's a big assignment, kid. And, and <laughs> he'll he's it, reading. He'll do it. He'll do it. it. There's 308 books I've written so far that are best stars. So wow. Way beyond what, you know, but being a little kid, he's reading at a fourth and fifth grade level already because we have a reading uh, environment. And, and our mm -hmm. kids have the same thing. Everybody in our family, thank God, is a reader. And we think reading expands you reading enlarges you reading gets you out of bias reading gets you out of prejudice reading gets you to be a bigger better stronger yep. wiser smarter person it, yeah totally agree with you a thousand percent that is absolutely amazing so his story is the first story in the book of course yes. oh, that the story is she wrote a parable which i'll let her talk to that just <laughs> I, i'll just tell you our agent i'll just preface it with one thing our agent read it and said Oh my gosh, this is like, I don't know if you've read uh, The Alchemist yet, which has sold 150 million copies of one book. By, by I have not read, I've heard of it. I've never read The Alchemist. It, it's important. It's one of those classic books that you got to read and you'll love it. But she okay. wrote the thing that'll eclipse that, I believe. Well, Go I got to hear this. Well, okay. So I wrote this thing. I thought, you know, people learn through stories, right? We, yep. we all, we, Mark and I obviously love the power of stories. Yeah. And so I was like, why don't we start this with a fable? And, you know, um, so it just started coming to me. Uh, so we wrote, I wrote the fable of Michaela. And Michaela is this, this girl, this young woman that lives in the time of kings and queens. And she starts off in this really bad place where she's lost everything. The parents she loves so much have died. Her home's been taken away from her by the bill collectors. And she's literally living in a grove of trees. Mm. And then one night after this hard day's work, she's just weary. She falls into, sleep, into bed, falls asleep, and has this incredible dream. And the dream reveals to her, this being comes to her and teaches her, shows her the asking bridge and how 
most people miss the asking bridge. She got to see this vision. But if you see, if you're aware of the asking bridge and you start to ask and never stop asking, your whole life will change. And so she wakes up the next morning just a tiny bit different. She was hopeless. She had given up. And it just sort of lit a tiny spark inside of her. So then as she went to the the rock quarry where she works, just that little shift started to change. She started to notice. She started to ask. She starts. So the whole thing goes on. But it's really kind of magical because in some ways it's every woman and every man's story. We all get to that place in our lives sometimes where it seems like we're just hauling heavy rocks and nothing's going anywhere and we don't have hope, right? We're all humans. Human experience is universal. And so her asking journey, it's just this beautiful thing. And she has a series of dreams. It's magical. But if you think about it, life is magical. You really start to examine your life. Like when things have happened that shouldn't have happened, life is so magical if we wake up to those possibilities and that's what we're trying to, to, to teach people and share with people, like embrace the magic of life, connect with other people. That's one of the beautiful things that we talk about in the book. People are, are like too isolated to ask. It's called too isolated to ask, question mark. Um, we are. Sometimes we're too isolated to ask. So that's why I'm glad we're doing these interviews and reaching people this way, because I think people are just stuck behind their computers and we're so afraid to connect with each other in a real way. And it's mm. just so important to be one another's resource and not be afraid to be each other's resource, right? Yep. Um, that's what we're here for. And we shouldn't be scared of doing that for each other, with each other. And when you start to do that, like life becomes magical. It's, it's so cool. I, I'm, I'm sitting here, like I'm thinking of a time when my company was still somewhat new and yeah. I had I had a handful of employees, and one of my one of my the gentlemen that worked for me, this big feller, comes walking into my office, and he says, uh, "Boss, there's a guy peeking in the windows of your SUV out in the parking lot." And I'm like, "Well, tell him to get the heck out of here." And he goes, "Well, I would, but he has it blocked with his tow truck." <laughs> I think he's getting ready to take your car. I'm like, and, and I, you know, at that moment, I was like, oh my God, no, this is not happening. And, you know, getting a car repossessed in front of employees, I don't recommend. So, so but, you know, humiliation. Oh, it was horrible. But, you know, I, I, I didn't think at the time, and you guys are making me think, like, I just wasn't asking the right question. Right. Or maybe I wasn't asking them often enough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You got to ask the right question at the right time to the right person to get the right result right now. And I had this similar experience. I'm bankrupt and upside down, 1974. And I tried to be Buckminster Fuller. I was my graduate school teacher building geodesic domes, doing what he did. And I blew that out, which was my best, worst experience. But you can only see that from a longer view because it got me out of what I shouldn't be doing and into what I should be doing, which is what we're doing here. Yeah. And, uh, Tell them the book I, you I, had I, to check out. Yeah, so I had to check a book out of the library, How to Go Bankrupt by Yourself. It's nineteen seventy-three. You didn't even have money to pay the attorney. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, on the court steps in bad. East Long Island, New York, and a guy says, "For three hundred bucks, I'll get you bankrupt." I said, "Buddy, if I had three hundred bucks, I wouldn't be." They took everything, and it was anyhow. So, you know, I'm starting to be a speaker, and, and now suddenly I got to travel, and I, I have a credit card, and the travel ticket then was more than five hundred dollar limit. It was like seven fifty. Yeah, they, they called out my name, and I'm on the airplane shaking, going. Oh my God! They're going to kick me off the airplane or take off the, the car. It, back then, it was an instant transaction. We didn't have AI, artificial yeah. intelligence, supercomputing, oh, so, so it was all done. You know, yeah. and all we said is that we've upgraded your seat. And I went, oh well, thank Whoa. you very much. That's very nice of you. You know, but and then I, by the way, I did the talk, sold enough. I had a first book out called "Stand Up, Speak Out, and Win" that I did with Keith DeGreen, and. And wow. you know, that year I sold 20000 at $10 each, took in 200000 So I immediately went to uh, the, I think it was a MasterCard office and paid cash so I could 
fly home safely. It was just it was um, amazing. I was living I, beyond hand to mouth. I was living second to second. <laughs> I, but I can, I, you know, and that's what's that's what's cool about stories, right? right? I have 17 and a half years of recovery from from alcohol, and I'm I'm oh, very very congratulations. Blessed. God bless. And, yeah, and and so you know, I I I've I I learned that you know it's through first off surrender right surrender okay. was huge for me but then getting into the question asking and and you guys have like i think this book is going to sell outsell the bible but what we really feel in our hearts we can all envision like every person who gets this and reads it yeah. It's going to be changed inside. And that's what matters. Like that's yes. important. We want to bring everybody along with us into a better place, a better place of happiness, hope, possibility. Yeah. So yeah. let me talk to the sales because the book we're going to sell 20,000. And we talked to you earlier when it was your idea, triggering our idea here is that what we've decided is that everybody, if somebody will go to amazon.com and buy 10 of our books right now and send a note to receipt, Oh, at no, Mark, reception. reception at Mark Victor Hansen. Reception at Mark reception. Victor Hansen. We will personally sign book plates to the 10 people that you want. So it's, you want to gift the books to because we want to spread, wow. sort of share the share the love and make sure the people you love get the book and we'll do a personalized book plate and send them to you. If you just send us the receipt to reception at markvictorhansen.com. So yeah. typing, I'm typing that in right now. Just okay, so and then if they want to go to 100 books, we're doing something that we don't know any other author has done. And we've had experience doing this with a whole, we raise funds to save the place we live here at McDowell Mountain in Scottsdale, Arizona, by having a fundraiser. So we said everybody who buys 100 books, which is like an investment of about $2,100 maybe, um, and yeah. sends that same thing, reception at markvictorhanson.com. Send the receipt of it. The receipt yeah. of it. Then to Amazon. Now, they got to do it now. They not only get one day private seminar with Crystal and Mark, and you get to ask us anything you want. We'll teach all the principles in depth and tell the stories. But then we're also going to come to our spectacular house here at the mountaintop, uh, which has city lights, and we're surrounded by 100 hills. It's really for dinner. Quite, you go, for dinner, dinner, quite here. special. Wow. Yeah. I don't know anybody <laughs> trying to sell books ever said, well, come to our house for dinner. I mean, that's I, that I, is so amazing. And Mark, Mark, are you cooking? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, by the way, I am socializing. He makes and, good and, breakfast. Yeah, I, I make a mean breakfast. <laughs> mean the fact is because we've had an experience, we haven't had kind of crowd of people here. Yeah, it's amazing. Just glad handing everyone. We'll we'll have it well catered. I promise you. I, be, I'm sure you know, was, you're coming. I mean, so they get to wow. meet you and us. Right. I, and it'll just be a beautiful day of just immersing ourselves. I'm going to do some closed eye stuff because we're going to do a little mind excavation yeah. for you know everyone together. We're going to work on some stuff together. It's going to be deep and awesome and wonderful. And just Rare sort of launches for the next decade. So we're super excited about that, you guys. So get the 100 books, share them yeah. with your clients or friends or whatever. It's just like paying it forward, really. And There's the book. Somebody just asked what the what the book title is. So yep. I want to make sure I put that up there. The book is um, Ask. Yep. And it's on Amazon for pre-order right now. And this is for people who buy in the pre-order stage because it's tricky. The book market, you have to get a lot of orders in the pre-order or Amazon won't. Stock you in they won't them. stock enough of the books so that people can, it's a complicated, but anyhow, yeah. that's what we want to get it in the pre-order stage because we want to make sure this book lasts out there so people can find it and get it for a long time and have that support for a long, long time. So um, we did the same thing with chicken and, and I, I, we have a story in a book by my friend, Charlie Green, who said <laughs> before the book got published, we had 144 publishers turn us down and, and I had no better sense than to hold up, you know, uh, uh, a manuscript and say, look, would everyone stand up? I want you to pray. I want you well, to see. Well, first of all, he was in a church speaking. And so we, this, a friend of ours sent us this story. We did include it in the book. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but go it, ahead. You tell the just, story. Yeah, it's such a cute story because it just, it speaks to Mark's fearless ability to ask for what he wants. So no one would yeah. the book. Like literally, they no just publisher. shot no publisher. They were shopping it around. For, I'll tell these publishers, they're like, no, no, no. This is our like, agent fired us. Our right. agent. Which, which book are we talking about? 
the chicken, chicken soup, soup for the soul. soul. This oh, is an unbelievable. Hold it. Your agent, your first agent fired you? Yeah. He lives in Ohio, by the way. I should probably not mention his name, but he's yeah. an Ohio. His address. I'll go see if he's homeless right now. Well, so this is such a... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, talk he's, about regrets, but here's the thing. He's lost millions of dollars, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. The important oh. thing that I, that I want the listeners to understand is just because you get turned down once, twice, three times, a hundred times, don't stop asking because... Market, but they got turned down by 144 different publishers. So, and people were like literally saying, This will never work. No one wants these short little stories. So, Mark gets booked at a, uh, at a church. He has the manuscript. He stands up and he says, I'm asking you all to pray with me that this will be a number one bestseller. And I'm also asking you to put your credit card down on this form. And buy the book, even though it's not out yet. And when we get it published, I'll send you one. And people did it. Yeah, we had a little. Wow. We had it out to everybody. And it was a big, big church in Kansas City yeah. and a great minister who liked us. And, and oh, my he, gosh. He, it took us to get 20,000 pre-orders before he could sell the book. Now, Jack, as you know, went to Harvard. And Dr. Ken Blanchard and Spencer Johnson were there. And 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 Ken, uh, you know, had pre-sold. He had to sell forty thousand copies of One Minute Manager. I later wrote One Minute Millionaire and got his permission. But and Ken is our dear friend yeah. and a great parabolist himself. I don't want to take yeah. that away. But you know, he had said, "Look, I had to sell forty thousand copies of of One Minute Manager." So I thought, well, we got to sell twenty thousand at least. And, yeah. and so we gathered twenty thousand orders. Now we're at the same place again, which is sort of what? it must. It, it's a spiritual thing for us, I guess, that we got to always. Go over this little hump of selling the first twenty thousand ourselves. Right, but you know, when you, when you appeal to people with a question, with a heartfelt request, I think people really do want to help you. I mean, yep. if you ask, and and by the other large. by and large, and 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 if those, you know, not everyone will, but just keep asking, keep being sincere, offer value back. I mean, these are some of the things we we talk about in the book, but also if we if you think people are just going to step up and help you without asking. Research shows they won't. They won't. Mm -hmm. It's not that they, some people sit back and like think, "Oh, you should see that I'm suffering. You should see that I need help. You should you should figure it out." People don't. They don't want to intervene. They they don't want to you know intrude. Yeah. So you have to ask. But once you ask, they're much more willing. They're eighty percent more willing to help you if you ask. And so, sometimes it, it requires asking more than once. It does. Yes. Oh, yeah. same person. Ken, I'm so glad you said that. There's a story that's just really quickly in the book about Rita Davenport. And she was a superstar, uh, broadcast journalist, had a cooking show in Phoenix. She was like hot at the First time. First one. Yeah. And she had Julia, like really famous chefs on. She knew, she knew in her heart, this was a good thing. Like she could build this to something bigger. So she had this great idea. She took it to the corporate, uh, corporate of the station owner, you know, yeah. the corporate owner of the, the station she worked for. And she said, we need to do a food network. This right. is getting such rave reviews. My show is always, it's at the top of the charts, blah, blah, blah. And she asked the guy and he goes, no, that's never going to work. No one would want to look at food all day long. Oh, I mean, God. it works for an hour, Rita. No, that will never work. And so she just kind of walked out with her tail between her legs, never asked again. Incidentally, the, there was a guy from the other station watching her every day. Literally, he would lock himself in the room and she had friends over there and they said, Rita, he's obsessed with you. Like, we can't even talk to him when he's studying your show. <laughs> he took her show idea. He took it. Um, what's the guy's name? I'm forgetting it. But he's the guy that started the Food Network. He took Rita's exact idea, wow. turned it into, he sold it, he built it up and sold it for $3 billion. So, uh, $3 billion mistake Rita made for not just what you said, Ken, don't stop asking when you yeah. know something in your heart, keep pushing, keep asking, don't give up. My, my, get your ask together. Oh, get your asking gear. <laughs> get your asking gear. <laughs> oh, you love that. Oh, I'm still making a meme out of that. I'll give you credit. Yeah, I'll give make you. a meme and send it to us. We'll get it to Rita. She's yeah. one of our dearest. Yeah. She has been, so, she and I, 
our founders of the National Speaker Association. We were, yeah, they we, were founding members, the yeah, two of them together. She's friends. a doll. We love her. I thought I, her name, her name sounded very, very R-R-T-A, Davenport, D-A-D-E-N-P-O-R-T. She is wow. one of the funniest ladies ever. Oh, then she created a little $2 billion company called Arbonne International, yeah. which she had me talk to like 17,000 women. And every one of them bought one of the books once we were just launching. So Rita has been a, a, a great, great Wonderful friend of ours woman. forever. Yeah, she's That great. is amazing. That's amazing. So <clears throat> let, let me reiterate. You know, I have a friend that thinks he's this literary genius that said, dude, the word reiterate is not a word. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> why does everybody use it? He's like, it's a double negative something. So I'm like, I he's like, it's I need to iterate again, not reiterate. I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm let me reiterate this. So, <laughs> so you're you put out the opportunity for anyone right now watching this, and this is a today opportunity, or are you putting what's the time limit? Uh, well, it needs to be done during the pre-sale period. So the pre-sales okay. end on April 26th or 27th. So Right away is better because we need to kind of figure out how many people are coming. So the sooner okay. the better. Yeah. So um, if you buy 10 books today, you guys are going to sign a, what's it called? A book card? It's a, a, it's a customized book plate book for that card. book. Yeah. To their friends, to them and their friends, whoever they want it addressed to. Yeah. For all 10 books? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so wow. Have, and by the way, I've always said something no other author did. I said, give me. You know, if you got five people in the family, you know, I want mom, dad, and, and the three kids. And the reason is that gets me five readers. And as far as I know, no other author has ever done that. I mean, I don't think Mark Twain did or anyone else. So I like to do it. Wow. And then if they buy 100 copies of the book, right. we need to put a, we need to put a, Let's put that. Let's put a by the end of February date on that. Let's do that. <laughs> I, I by, way, by the way, by the way, if it happens faster, we'll come back to your show and we'll, uh, yeah. Give roses metaphorically to everyone or whatever right. the wonderful We'll do thing shout is. outs to our uh, participants yeah. who are coming because we're going to have fun together. Well, I and think. Well, here's the thing. If it happens by the end of February, we could do another show together because we think the world of you, as you yeah. know, and, you. and we could have them write a question each that we would gladly go out of our way to answer on your show. We that didn't want to talk to anyone else. That's awesome. So I, I, want, I want everybody that, look, I'm, I'm just, can I make a pitch real quick? I, I need to say this. Like there are, there are times in your life where a door is open to you. Everybody's praying, God, please help me. God, please help me. And God opens up the door. You have to put one foot in front of the other. And sometimes that means you have to spend $2,100 on a credit card Go in debt if you have to. I'm sorry, but I, I mean this. You need to be at this dinner. It will change your life. I promise you. It'll and maybe your life is great. This will make it greater. Just go get 100 copies of this book today so you can be a part of this dinner. I'm excited. Like I, I'm I'm excited. Well, the classic story to what you just Thank said you. is is the flood comes in down the Mississippi. As you know, the backwaters of the Mississippi River are backing up, and guy goes on his roof, and the first guy comes and and uh, says on a boat and says, "Get in the boat, we'll take you away." He says, "No, God will provide." I'm, the second guy comes in the boat, and he said, "No, no, no, I know God will provide." Third guy comes in a helicopter, and he said, "God will provide." And the guy was praying, and he gets to heaven, and, and God says, "What were you doing?" I sent three people to get yeah. you, and you sent two boats and a helicopter. Yeah kept ignoring it right you don't want yeah to yeah you cannot ignore that my wife just put the link in the stream thank you dear awesome. um thanks jill thanks yeah. Jill. yeah so also, i want to say it's not just a dinner ken i mean we're going to spend the day together and that's what i'm super excited about because i wow. want like you will come away from that day feeling a changed person you will feel so empowered you will be ready for this, the rest of this year, and get ready for this and decade. Because we yeah. th we think one of the things I'll talk about that day is the seven transformational, inevitable trends that are going to do fifty trillion. And the question we ask out throughout is, how are you going to participate? Because you know, a lot of people were in a great decade of eighteen nineties to twenty nineteen twenty nine, 
when we had the telephone, we had the automobile, and, and we had the radio come to pass, and they missed it because they were fixing wagons or whatever they were doing. Right now, we yeah. have the most extraordinary time in human history, the most prosperous, the most healthy, the most happy, the most beneficial. And, and what you need to know is what, A, the seven R that I'm going to teach, and B, you know, the question we'll go throughout that day is one of the little lectures that we'll do on this private day is how are you going to participate in yeah. and we'll have enough time with each and every one of you so you can figure it out. I, don't, I have no best interest in any of it except to make you super successful. That <clears throat> That's incredible. I'm uh, And I know that my buddy Chaz Wilson is buying 300 copies of the book. Yep. Um, I have another friend and client. She's on here, Pam. Pam Aubrey, she's buying a hundred copies. I talked to her about it last night, and and she's gonna do it. She's, Thank you. she's yeah, just juggling a couple of things. So I know that there's gonna be some unbelievable people at this dinner. I can't end the day, spending the day like that's yeah. insane. Listen, I just ran a quick calculation, and if you you know, everybody's addicted to Starbucks. I love Starbucks myself once in right. a while, right? Right. And we used to go to Bucky's all the time, yeah. if you call it. Yeah. If you go out and get Starbucks once or one one and a half times a day, that's like three to four thousand dollars a year that you're spending that caffeine. And and this. This is $2,100, half of your budget for Starbucks, and it's going to change your life, impact your life forever. Not just like, you know, it's not going to be a rah-rah, you guys aren't going to break out the pom-poms and, and get everybody excited. You're going to dig deep and help yep. people. Yep, you got it. That's what this is about. You yeah, so... Listen, you you two are I could talk to you literally all day, like seriously. And well, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to talk to you all day. Right. We get to do that soon enough, right? That's right. So everybody go out and get these books. Let's roll. I am so grateful you two took the time. I know you have another deal you have to get ready for. So thank you so much. I, I'm very, very grateful. You are most welcome. It was our great pleasure. Thank everybody for being here and, and participating. And we're excited to see you guys. And yeah, we're thankful for your great, commanding, generous heart to us. You've just been superb. Uh, well, I think the world of you guys, and I, I'm we're not done. We're just getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> no, we'll help too. We want everyone to be successful. We want to, We just really want it to work for everyone that's watching, listening, and reading. Yeah. It's going to be a great decade, so we're ready to make that happen with everybody, hand in hand. I, I'm I'm with you. Let's let's do it. Thank you so much, and don't hang up on me yet if you if you don't mind. But I am going to end the live stream. Okay. So thank you to everyone who's watched and shared this out and given us hearts and love and and gone out and I know that we're going to get some receipts for the 100 books. I know it. I believe it. It's going to happen. Thank you in advance, everybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so thank you. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you so much. Hang on real quick for me.